Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energized. Today we have the two main lads back in the show. Roscoe, what's the crack, man? I'm all good. I'm all good. Great to have Ian, the future Gary, back on the show. Cage Warriors Elite. Ian, how are you doing? You're looking fit and healthy. What's up, boys? I'm good. Yeah, I'm no, good. As I said, I'm enjoying this lockdown as much as I can, and we're, we're slowly out now, and we're, we're getting there. But uh, no, I'm great. Great. Looking forward to uh, a bit of normality slowly. Yeah, and in the, uh, what's called Team KF have uh, upgraded. There's a, a new facility that you're now uh, training out of. Tell us a small bit about it. Yeah, so we've just um, secured a premises um, about five minutes away from our original spot on Swords Main Street. It's about a two minute drive. Um, but we're, uh, yeah, it's 5,000 square feet. It's going to be two floors. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. Tom and Chris have have done a great um a great job kind of uh picturing what's gonna happen and we've been in there putting in the, the, the labor at the moment over the last week or so and just trying to get it up and running so we can um get back in the gym as fast as possible and then obviously the July twentieth was when we were meant to reopen back but they pushed it forward so the uh, the opening was meant to be July twentieth but uh it, uh, we're trying to make it as fast as we can and get it get it out there and get it ready to go. I mean, what are your building skills like? I'm an absolute unit and with the two. <laughs> I just do it. I just could not be asked doing that work. Like we we um we were in so the doghouse where we were uh taking everything off the walls and we had to we had to strip down the old place and take all the mats and the tarps and bring it over to the new place. And I was just sitting there after about two minutes and I was hissing sweat and I just looked at one of the lads and went I, I'm not able for this like, and he was like you're pissing you're pissing bro and I was like literally just like a leaky tap I was like oh here no, there's no way I could do that but, but I, if I want to work I can work a lot of the time I'll just ah, so you're just doing it for the gram were you it was like oh quick get a picture of me with the drill you're like those oh, people yeah. uh, the Reuters <laughs> after in LA it was like pulling up in your car being like Sorry, sir, do you mind if I borrow that drill? Doing it for the gram and then back yeah. in the car. Yeah, I seen that. Mean. <laughs> no, well, like, if I'm there to work, I'll, I'll work harder. But like, I just, yeah. I have to, I have to know that everyone's going to All right, let's not get into it. And where is the parking facility better there at uh, the new place? Because like, obviously parking oh, was yeah. always an issue oh, at Main 100%. Street. <laughs> yeah. Man, the amount of money I used to spend on parking was ridiculous. Because like, we used to go in and it was a little spot just up the main street that no one really knew about and it was two euro an hour you could, so that was the easiest if you parked in pavilions it was free for two hours but like just the stress of getting into the pavilions leaving the pavilions then having to go in and out through it it just yeah no just so this is just there's a load of parking on site and it's it's going to be a hell of a lot easier yeah so you can pull up Brilliant. just a few minutes beforehand as well but, yeah, 12, uh, 12 yeah. minutes past i'm always about 10 minutes late yeah, for people that haven't actually tuned in before for one of our breakdowns, Ian's been here for the last two. And uh, so far, Ian won, Ian won the five picks at UC 249. Ross won the five picks for UC 250. But today has to be my day. But uh, Ian, uh, you haven't been here since UC 250. And we saw, like, uh, for people that don't know, we have a full interview with Ian. We'll put at the end of the show about everything about how Ian started off in MMA. But Ian obviously fights in Cage Warriors and Graham Boylan announced that Cage Warriors are planning to come back in September. Is there any update with that for yourself? Because 
we're looking forward to seeing you back in the ring or octagon, whatever you want to call it. No, so <clears throat> there's been no, so I know he's, I know he's out looking to secure a venue, and then once that kind of materialized itself and it's it's secured, I'd I'd imagine he'll he'll start actually contacting us about um, matchups. Yeah. Um, there has been a couple of texts back and forth between Chris and Ian, Ian Dean, about just possibilities going forward. I'd imagine that they're just trying to secure the, the next fights and just give themselves something to do at the moment. And, oh, well, maybe Ian could fight such and such, and he could fight him, or he could fight him. Would these be okay with you? These aren't fight options. These are, by no way, um, like, offers. We're just throwing, throwing these out, these names out there and seeing how you feel about them. I never get a bloody choice in any of this anyway. It's all, it, it literally, Chris will send me a text and go, you've got to fight. I'm like, right, against who? He's like, never mind, I'll talk to that. I'm like, just tell me. Like, really, I don't care. <laughs> fine, you don't fight. Just tell me. But, uh, like, he, he literally, he'd, like, if, if they were like to me, oh, Ian, you're, like, Chris, can, does Ian want to fight for the title? Like, Chris would be like, yeah, sweet. And he just won't tell me, like, until the next day. He's mad. But uh, that's the way it should be done. I don't, I don't know who I fight. I don't get a choice. He's my coach. He chooses them. If he doesn't feel it's right, he doesn't feel it's right. That's up to him. I have hundred percent trust in him, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue him. All right, like, come here. We all know I'd like to fight for like the title now, but we all know Cage Wars aren't gonna do that. And we all know, like, the way they work is they like to build fighters up, give them the tests they need to get them to where they need to be, and like, they know I can, I can, I can, I can reach a level that most fighters won't. Like I can talk a lot of shit. I'm good looking and I can fight good. That's three things that you need. Do you know what I mean? So I um I, I think they'll take that time with me and uh work it up and kind of I think they might milk it a bit as opposed to kind of just chuck me in and get rid of me. But um no updates really from, from anything, but I'm looking forward to it and hoping that it is secured and we can probably I wouldn't mind getting getting at least two fights in the end of this year. If they can get September done. There's nothing stopping them getting October, November, and December done. And I think they will do all four months. Even if they don't, exactly what they're doing now. They secure one one venue, and they do two or three nights in a row, four times. It'll be a lot less stress for the, the workers, everyone in the organization of Cage Warriors. It'll be a lot easier for all of us, because we're all just going to one place. We know where it's going to be. I think I think it's a good idea, but um, look... Nobody knows what's uh, what's going to happen, so we'll just see how it goes and enjoy it. Yeah, and do you have a preference on who you, who you actually get in there across the cage from? I couldn't care less. Once once they have a winning record and their record is better than mine, that's all I want. Yeah, Ian, do you also have any idea where they could be? It could be on because they. I, I saw you. Graham said it would be on three days in a row. Yeah. Do Do you think it'd be in England? Oh no, I I I I more more or less a hundred percent confidence it would be in probably London because I know a lot of the staff are from London, um, so it wouldn't make sense for them to travel abroad to go home and have to quarantine for two weeks. Whereas if they just simply put a show on in London, none of the staff have to quarantine, and it would just be a fighter's choice then to fly over and then come home and self isolate for the uh the two weeks, which I'd imagine, which makes the most sense. And look, come here. If they told me I have to, I'd have to sit in my bed for a month and do nothing after I got a fight. I'd, I'd do it. It'd be worth it. But uh, I, I don't know what. I don't know what. To I don't say. think your mom'd be too happy with that. I don't come here. Look, I'm basically, I'm basically <laughs> anyway, so I don't really care. But uh, 
I, I think, like I was saying, me and my, da- my, my dad were having this conversation. I think the BT Sports Studio is a great show because yeah. it's a small venue. They've been there before. They know, they, they know the setup. It, it, it's easily done. It looks great on TV. And um, that means B, like BT are going are gonna to want sports to, to broadcast with all this. So, look, I, have, I haven't a clue, but that, that's where I, I was thinking of if, if they wanted to do it. Because obviously I fought there in September and it was, it was a great venue. But uh, who knows? We'll see what happens. Yeah, Ross. I'm looking forward to it anyway and finding out what's up. Sorry, Ross. Uh... That wouldn't be a bad show over over in the BT Sports studio. No, no, I, I actually like it there. The only, the only thing was, was it not really, really hot in the studio? And a few people gave out that it was too hot in the studio when they were fighting. I think Paddy Pimlet said that when he fought uh, Julian Arosa. That was like the heat was like something else in there. Wasn't hot when I was there. It was oh, actually man, it was, man's not hot. <laughs> <laughs> man's not hot. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It actually, it was actually lovely. It was. Because when I fought there, it was quite quiet. And mm. um, like even when I was like banging my foot on the on the canvas to try and make it a little faint, like you switch your music. <laughs> like, uh, I could I could hear I could hear like people like with their bottles like on like on everything on the. It was mad. Like it was really quiet. Like, but that like slam of the foot was the only thing I could hear. Whereas normally you just hear screaming. Mm. Like in Cork, I. I tried to drown out everyone's voices except Chris's, which is always where it goes because it's what I'm used to. But uh, I could just hear everyone screaming shots once Chris said shots, and I was like, "Shut up! Just let me do my, let me do what I do." And Chris is there screaming, everyone's like, "Shots!" So it's, it'd be nice to have. I'm looking forward to finding. I, I, I'm assuming it's going to be no, uh, no crowd. So, uh, yeah, but maybe, maybe, maybe there was maybe there was a heat issue the first time out, and they fixed it for the second second time out. Yeah, there was nothing wrong with the, the BT Sports when I was there. Well, then I'm all for it. Yeah, Ross, I think we're going to have to play for media credentials for that. Yeah, yeah definitely. No, Especially yeah. the weekend, hundred yeah. percent. Three days. Well, three like days. in fairness, in fairness, if worst comes to worst, like oh, you could be Ian's Mike Perry, or my, Ian could be my Mike Perry, and I could I could sit in his corner. You know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, after that video, that's just gone around. No one's allowed to say my parent anymore. Exactly. Oh, yeah, because he beat up the old fella. Yeah. I, I, I seen the video. I, did, I turned it off. I, I didn't even want to. No, I, I actually didn't click on it. I was like, oh, I'm just not arse watching it. It's just, it's people like that and just stupid things like that that give this sport bad publicity and it wrecks my yeah. head. And I don't like seeing it, but like, then you look at someone like Alexander Volkanovsky and he's talking about writing a children's book. You know what I mean? Two completely ends of the ends of the stick. Like he's saying, he want like not all people in this sport are bad, and people that are good at their like they're good role models, good life inspirations for young kids growing up. And like a lot of people who do fight, and we talked about this before, have got have had issues with bullying or have had issues with a with a tough kind of childhood growing up, and it's made them tougher. So it just it just ruins kind of a lot of a lot of the. I don't know what the right word yeah. is. It just it just ruins the sport a little bit. Puts it. Yeah, but you can't. You can't that we don't need. Yeah, you can't blanket a whole entire sport just based on what one person does, or else you'd say Adam Johnson, who used to play for Sunderland with football, being a pedophile. But, uh, that, song, that song ever though, you know, hit, I mean, the chant about him. No, <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> there, there was, there was, they came. Sunderland came up against some Newcastle. Some, it's like. 
Because uh, Newcastle hates one. I'll tell you, Newcastle because they, they hate they hate them. They came they came up with a great song. I I don't know. I don't think I should say it on 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 this, but I'll I'll say it to you afterwards. It is hilarious. Um, Grant, I'm sure. I'm sure you can YouTube it. I'm sure anyone who's oh, listening yeah, it's, to it, 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 it's can find it. Go, go, go watch it. Go listen to it. Look up the Adam Adam Johnson chant. It is it is hilarious. Uh, you know, just want to add in if if Ross wants to pull off the Mike Perry girlfriend situation. So basically, be in your corner. I'll have to do it as well, but only if you give us some of them brand new IG jumpers. I get, you know? get them sorted. All right, you're looking after me, so I'll get them sorted. I I, I think I need to. See, I like the purple design. Show, show it a bit more to the camera for people who can't see it. Uh, sorry for the people on audio, but uh, subscribe to YouTube. Yeah, this is unreal. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It, um, yeah, no, my, one of my sponsors, O'Reilly, makes them for me, and they're, they're lovely, and they fit well. And I'm getting uh, polos made up and just uh, normal T-shirts made up. But uh, Yeah, for the golfing career. Uh, that's just something new for the crack. That's just more to see my mates more than anything because I don't get to see them when I'm in the fight camp. So I just thought if I was saying a Thursday morning, with you, you've just had, you've been training hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and you get to Thursday and you're wrecked. And you're like, oh, I don't want to train later on tonight. So I get down and do my hard session in the morning. And then I go, right, I'm going to play golf with the lads. I'm going to relax for the rest of the day. So, and I can get to catch up with them and see how things are. Otherwise, I just end up, being a loner for eight weeks and keep my head down and doing what I do. That's actually a brilliant idea, Ian, doing that, taking that up, just so you, you don't have to totally lock, lock yourself away. At least you can be doing, out doing something productive. I, yeah. I literally go off the map, like, when, when I fight. Like, I've no, and my mates all understand that. And I, I love that about them. They all, they all get, get what I do. Like, if I, if I have a fight and say it's eight weeks out, no drinking, no partying, I might go out for an hour or two to someone's birthday or everyone might be out in, in, in Gibneys or something and I'll show up for an hour, I won't drink and then I'll drive home and I'll be like, right, get me to bed, I've got training in the morning. They all understand that. Yeah, but like your real mates support you. And yeah. like that's, that's what, your real mates support you and they support what yeah. you do. You know what I mean? Like they want to see you succeed. So if that's what takes to succeed, that's what they want to see you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, you'd almost like to help that they'd uh, give out to you if you were acting up and you were sort of going off course. No, so like it was actually it was actually quite funny. So like the last time I was like, I was out for it, I was like, no, I'm not drinking. And a couple of the girls like, ah, would you stop being a dry trying to just drink? Like, what what's a couple of points gonna do to you? And then my mates are like, shut the fuck up, like if he says he's not drinking, he's not drinking. I was like, you know he's in fight cam, and I'm like, yes, that's it, lads. Go on, you. Yeah, yeah well, go on, the lads. What, what yeah, lads are they? They, they all understand that, and anyone who knows that, like all my mates, understand that I put I put everything into this sport, and if, if I don't want, if I'm not drinking, it's for a reason. And like they are, like if I was to go out in a normal night and I wanted to drink, they they know that I I'm doing it because I've earned it or I want to, and I I can afford to do it. It's not just because uh, I'm trying to be born and I don't want to drink. I just don't like yeah. like I've drank three times this year, and I don't. I don't really. I'm not mad about yeah, it. You know, give those lads a shout out. Who are those lads? Yeah, I'd just be my best mate. So like, oh, there's a big group of them. That like, the G man, the, the, the G man's club. That's what we call them. <laughs> <laughs> we've had we've had that name since. Is that is that like, is that like a game? Is that a gaming team? Is it? Is it you play yeah, games? No, no, just just no, no. That, that's the daddy fan. Okay. Oh, the daddy fan. <laughs> Ross, yeah, going to be in there now. <laughs> My name on Call of Duty is Daddy Daddy Cool. So anytime I win, I just, all I hear is Daddy. 
Daddy Cool coming out like Daddy. That's me, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's Daddy. <laughs> yeah, you're Daddy. That was absolutely cool class. So, yeah, I'm Daddy Cool uh, now. Yeah, yeah, so we know it's Daddy, and then like I'm definitely not saying my mates' names on this, but uh, <laughs> definitely not. If you if you ever see my Instagram stories. You'll know what they're like, but yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying them on a podcast yeah. so you doesn't get you in trouble. Yeah, Oban <laughs> Elliot knows he's your best mate. But, uh... Oban Elliot's <laughs> a little softy, don't worry. <laughs> Uh, no, but Ian, just to just to just to say something else on top of that, like you're totally right, being totally focused. Like I know I don't need to tell you that, but even like the last couple of years, like I was like going out drinking loads and just like just hacking the bollocks. But then over the last, since quarantine, like myself and Ross just got back into training, and then like uh, oh, look at those biceps. Mentally, mentally everything is just uh, way better. You know what I mean? When you have like when you feel like you know where you're on track. You know what I mean? If you're if you're off track for anyone listening now, if you're if you're ever off the track, just like reassess things and get back on track because uh, there's a Monday every week. Yeah, that that's not just to do with fighting. That's that's anything in life. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I mean. But it, I'm just I'm just clarifying it. Like it doesn't mean it doesn't have to be fine. It doesn't have to be anything to do with like sports. It, it literally just has to be your life. Go out and. Mm. Find what you enjoy doing. If you if if you want to put your time into it, then do. If you don't, don't like like one of my mates I was saying today the other day is is kind of in a bit of weird like a weird position. He, he's he wants to train, he doesn't want to train, he hasn't showed up, he hasn't showed up. So I sent him a text like, look, I was like, there's always a time for partying. I was like, but if you want to if you want if you want to fight, you want to do this, then then do it. I was like. You're the only one stopping yourself. If you want to go party, go party. I was like, but like, it's your life. Make your own decisions. And as much as I'd like to see said person succeed, it's not my job to make them want to do something. It's, 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 if you don't want to do something, I'm not going to convince you. You have to want it. And it's just, if you find, and you've got to be lucky as well. Like, you, you hear a lot of people finding, like, like when they're going looking for jobs or they're, they're starting college and, they throw themselves into a course they don't like doing and then they just finish to get a degree and then they're like, well, that was a waste of four years. I'm not, I don't even fucking need I'm going to go work in retail now and sell, go work in River Island. Like when they're sitting there with like an engineer's degree or something like that, you go, what are you doing? What's the point in that? But you've just got to be lucky as well to find what you like doing and what, what, what's worth your time early on. And I'm, I'm just very, very lucky. I found something that I'm good at and I, I want to spend all my time doing. From an early age. Yeah. Ross, anything else to say about that before we start kicking off this weekend's crack? No, man. That was absolute beautiful sentiment from the future. So, uh, you know, keep your head down, get the hard work done, and your future could be as bright as Ian Gary's in whatever you choose to do. Exactly. I like that. That's good. Okay. That was, okay lads, Ian, thanks again for coming on the show. Uh, if you are new to the show, make sure to like Make sure to subscribe because we're about to get into the crack. Uh, and don't forget to get over to Ian's socials and follow him on that because he's an absolute legend. Yeah, don't worry. Like, I, told, I already said I was going to put the video at the very end to watch his whole life story, you know? Man, you have to give him the, the, the treble plug. Oh, man. You, we all know everyone's here for Ian. It's not, it's not to see us two wearing matching T-shirts. But, uh, <laughs> but okay, lads. UC 251's on this weekend. Uh, it's been like a running team now for the last couple of months that... For the pay-per-views, Ian jumps on. This is cool crack for everyone, I think. Everyone really enjoys this. A couple of lads have messed me. been like, like I'm really enjoying it. Shout out Jerry Maguire. But uh, UFC 251 is this weekend. 
originally it was meant to be headlined by Gilbert Burns against Kamaru Usman. Um, I watched an interview with Ben Askren and he was like, no one really gave a shit about that. In the last week, Jorge Masvidal's had to jump in. He's taken on Kamaru Usman. Um, Ian, I'm going to ask Ian first, Ross, right? How much more excited are you for Jorge Masvidal versus Kamaru Usman compared to Gilbert Burns versus Kamaru Usman? I don't think you're going to like my answer. Okay. I'm, we're all here I'm, to hear I'm it. Not, I'm not that much more excited. I'll tell you why. Go on. So, Gilbert Burns has been on fire lately, right? We all know that. There's no Everyone knows. If you don't know who Gilbert Burns is at this stage, well, then that, we're not getting into it. But he's been on a roll. I think he's on like a six-fight win streak. He's finishing everyone. He's the, he, do you know what I mean? Like He dominated Tyrone Woodley in his last fight. More so than, than Usman did, like even going out, knocking Damien Maia out. Like, he's just shown, and he's an elite-level grappler, like, like world-class. And he does not give a rat what happens on the feet because he goes in there swinging. If he gets, if, like, it's either going to be a choice of where you get sloppy and you go for a takedown. And it, good luck taking him down because he wants to be on his back. He wants to be on the ground. He wants to be involved in grappling. Um, and, yeah, I was, I was just really excited to see him because he's, clearly the hungry fighter he wants to be the champion and then like no disrespect to Masvidal like what he's what he's done in the last in the resurrection as he calls it is, has been like amazing but he's just been eight years he's not like how that warrants a title shot is beyond me because there's so many good fighters in the top 10 at welterweight that all batter Nate Diaz and obviously he beat Darren Till as well but I mean look it was a great knockout but one shot can finish a fight in any fight so you can't take it away from him but like I just I don't know I I, I really don't know Um, to be honest I was more excited to see the the fight between Usman and Burns purely from a martial arts point of view it was it was I think it was going to be better exchanges Usman Put such a high pace on Gilbert Burns comes out and is is just relentless. He doesn't care where the fight goes because he he has power in his hands. He swings bombs. You have to cover up. If you cover up, he's going to take you down and he's going to get you on the ground. If he gets in the ground, there's not many people that are better than him there. Um, and yeah, I just I thought that was a more complete fight, whereas this one's more for the fans. And yeah, I don't know. I um. I'm just not more as excited as I would have been for the, the, the martial arts point of view of Burns and, and Usman. But it's yeah. still a great fight. And it's still going to be a brawl, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, for the fans, they're, they're happier. But for the, of course, the, he's a bigger name. Yeah, and then like for the, the, the actual martial artists that, that enjoy watching fighting, they probably like this story more. But Ross, what's your thoughts on it? Here's where you're wrong, Ian, right? Jorge <laughs> Masvidal is by... Foreign means the number one contender for this belt, and he has been for a while. Oh, not. When he, he is, man. Leon, when Leon, he, Edwards, Leon Edwards is. He's just not, he's not leaving the country. Nah, he, we've had Leon on the show. Love Leon. Lovely fella. Uh, but, you know what I mean? You have to call your shot. And this man has been calling the shot. And he's been calling all the shots recently. And Jorge Masvidal at the moment is a man who gets what he wants. He went to England, and he knocked out Darren Hill in his backyard. And yeah. that whole card was built around Darren Till and it was Darren Till's going to win and then he's going to be next in line for a title shot. All right? I agree, yeah. 
And then I, I, he I went out. Then he went out and did his best Carolina Kalkovevich impression and then knocked out Ben Askren in five seconds flat. The fastest knockout in UFC history. Right. And then right. he went in there and took out Nate Diaz. And the only other person who's actually took out Nate Diaz is Josh Thompson. He's a hard man to put away. Jorge Masvidal put him away. Three stoppage finishes in a row. BMF belt. The Rock's in his corner. Jorge Masvidal is your number one contender for the UFC welterweight title. It's not only the uh, fight that fans want to see, it's the fight that makes the most sense. And Jorge Masvidal, I think, is going to be an absolute dog in this fight. How many wins has Jorge Masvidal got in a row? Three wins in a row. All right. How many has Leon Edwards got? Eight wins in a row. How many has Gilbert Burns got? Six wins in a row. There you go. Yeah, but it's not, it's not always the win. It's not, it's, not, it's not always the win. It's the quality of the win and the style of the win. Or okay, who's, watching, who's okay. watching the win Bar, as well. Bar, okay, Barry Darren Taylor, who's he beating the top, top five? Ben Askren came in and got... Now, this is no respect to Ben Askren. He's, right, got annihilated by everyone he caught, right? Robbie Lawler. Well, no, he, 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 he got Robbie Lawler. He, he did a good job. Oh, shit. That, that, that was... Pure luck, right? He was getting pumped and Robbie Lawler was about to kill him and look, whatever it ended up getting his way, I'm not arguing that, right? Then you get um, Masvidal is going up. Sorry, wait, I've lost train attack because I'm getting a bit annoyed here. Saying, <laughs> but, but it wrecks my head. It, like, don't get me wrong. I like Masvidal. I just don't think he's earned a shot and I think because of he's had the quick finish against Darren Till, because he's had the quick finish against uh, Ben Askren, because then he went out and fought and, and Nick Diaz. Everyone knows Nick Diaz because he fought Connor and he's, fuck you, I'm, I'm the, all the, and I'm a gangster, I smoke weed, I, I do this, I don't care what the UFC says. You know what I mean? Like, Street Jesus, like man. People like that. I, and I understand it because it's an, it like, he, he's an entertainer, but. You can't sit there and honestly believe that Jorge Masvidal deserves this title shot more than Leon Edwards or Gilbert Burns because no, they both fought. They both fought better opponents. They both have a better a better record at the moment, and they're on a better win streak. But because this guy is the cash cow, and at the moment he's the big star in the UFC, he's one of the big stars in the UFC. He just skips the queue. It's people like him. Wreck my head. <laughs> <laughs> As my boy Max Holloway, my best mate after Basmo, says, it is what it is, my friend. It is what it is. The people decide who gets the shot, and Jorge Masvidal is number one on the people's list. In fairness, they tried to make the Masvidal fight before Burns was even getting the title shot, and Masvidal was like, I'm not signing for that. I know my worth. Masvidal's after going out and getting his worth, and you have to respect that. Did he get his worth? Yeah, he did. Uh, I'm not having I haven't looked into that. I don't know what the crack is. I would have imagined that he just probably took it because the opportunity was there to be taken. No, no, he's he's getting he's getting better money than he did for the Nate Diaz fight. Yeah. No, he is getting paid more. He is getting definitely. He is well, getting, yes. he's probably getting more pay per view, is he? Yeah, I think he's getting more guaranteed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he. No one's no one's sort of got him out there. The loss is a loss. Doesn't matter how a loss is lost. It's a loss. If I lose, doesn't matter if it's split decision. If I get knocked out, if I if if I if I make a mistake and get subbed, I've lost. 
Oh, no, and, yeah. I'm not, I'm, not, Eddie, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying he's always a live dog in a fight. You know what I mean? Of course he is. He's an and, and also, he's actually, he's, he's, uh, he's got more UFC fights than anyone ever on their first ever challenge for a UFC title. Yes, I, I, I've so, seen that. But uh, I don't know. It's a mad one. I, uh, I, I think that's just more the, the fighter in me wanting the, the number one contenders and the people who actually deserve the shot as opposed to the... Um, like, like Connor was, Connor was quite the same. I mean, he skipped a lot of people and got the fast track. And look, if you're a star, you get that treatment. And if I was in Masvidal's position, I wouldn't be complaining. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I actually think all three of them deserve the shot. Yeah. All three of them have a very valid case to why they're the number one contender. And you know what? I actually feel bad for Gilbert Burns because I think Gilbert Burns, if Jorge Masvidal wins, he's moving down that pecking order. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, like Leon Edwards is probably up there, Colby Covington's up there, and Gilbert Burns is probably down here because that fight doesn't sell. Burns versus Masvidal. The only reason the Burns Usman fight had something to it is because they were teammates and that made it more interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, look, it, it, this is what the whole card's about, isn't it? Get people talking about it and have this yeah. whole kind of conversation. So they're, they're doing the right job. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, lads, that, how, much, how many pay-per-views do you think it would have sold if it was originally, if it was what it was originally meant to be, Gilbert Burns versus Usman, compared to what it oh, is, you know, oh, I think you're looking at about 400 to 450 pay-per-view boys with Usman versus Burns with three title fights on it. Also because there's still not a lot of live sports on but now I think you're looking of somewhere between seven fifty and eight hundred thousand pay per view boys. So double, basically. Not far off, yeah. I don't get me wrong. Like I, I'd agree with that. I'd, like Masada's a much more a much bigger name. Burns isn't as well known. I'd, I'd imagine it would have probably done about half a million boys with the um with the Burns with the Burns card, and then with Masada, I'd imagine it would probably do three quarters of a million to a million uh, depending on I think this will be a big card like I think like mm. you've got Max Holloway everyone loves Max Holloway do you know what I mean like yeah. to be honest he's probably the biggest name on the card like, yeah the, 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 the deck is fairly stacked for oh, he's, he's, the, he's the most well known out of that whole card him and Jose Aldo probably mm. but just everyone knows Jose Aldo's that's the guy that got knocked out with Connor, isn't it yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? That's, that's yeah. your man who blew his load after 13 seconds. I know, I know it's Jeremy Stevens. Think about that. That's, I, I love that. I love when people say that though because that is literally... Jeremy Stevens has had, what, 34, 35 fights in the UFC? And he insane amount. I didn't notice it until we watched him fight uh, Kelvin Cater. And he was like, this is Jeremy Stevens, 32. I was like, how many fights did he have in the OC? Yeah. And uh, his most famous thing is being a meme from Connor. Who the fuck is that guy? That's his, that's his, that's his highlight of his career. Like, oh, that's what he's most mad, famous for. What's Ben Askins? Getting absolutely smashed in the face with a knee. <laughs> or the number one contender for the UFC welterweight championship. Yeah. Right, lads, lads, we're going to have to get into this card because we, have, we do have a good bit to speak about, right? Um, first of all, I'm actually buzzing for this card. Uh, as, I said, as I said earlier, if you are new to the show, make sure to like, make sure to subscribe, and let us know who you're backing this weekend because uh, things are about to really kick off. Uh, we're going to just start quickly in the early prelims because we've run through the card before the show just so 
we keep things moving along nicely. It is being headlined by Marcin Tabura versus Maxim Grishin. Ross, is there anything else to say about the early prelims? No, uh, I think Davy Grant's back. I don't think he's been fighting for a very long time uh, on the early prelims as well. So, good to see Davy Grant back. But, uh, yeah, Marcin Tabura, uh, he had a very bad 2019. He got knocked out twice. And he's fighting this new Russian cat who's moving up from light heavyweight. That seems to be the new thing these days, uh, moving up from light heavyweight. And so far, the heavyweights have been getting the better of them. So, uh, I'm going to go for uh, Marcin Tabora here. He'll probably win a decision. He loves winning the L decisions in the UFC, doesn't he? Yeah, no, no I'd, I'd agree with you. I'd probably say the same thing. And by decision, I mean, I, I haven't really looked into the, the early prelims too much purely for the fact that the rest of the card is so stacked that I was like, right, it, I'm not. If it was me, I'd I'd enjoy my sleep, and I'd get up with a, a after the early prelims once the SPN kicks in, and that's when I'll be joining in for me. Uh, yeah, that's Ian. That's perfectly fine. That's a, like what a lot of us are going to be doing. Like if someone's really going to be like you got uh, Rowland Paeva wrong yeah. versus Zagalas Zagmulov, yeah. um, then. Uh, that that person needs to be. Uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be different if there was. It'd be different if there was a Europe, like if there was a, a big European guy from Cage Wars or something. Like I was texting Jack Shaw during the week. If he was on the first fight of the prelims, I'd be there. I'm happy because I think like there's a lot of young fighters in there that people don't know about, and they're always on the early prelims and stuff like that. That sometimes they're they're some of the best fights at night, but um, just because the rest of the card is so stacked, I'll be I'll be joining it. I'll join in after that. Yeah, these guys are going to. This fight is going to be kicking off around five a.m. in Abu Dhabi as well. So that's going to be uh, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, it's going to be pretty pretty crazy for some of these lads. Uh, I'm going to move in the prelims. Then. Do that. That, Not a hope. But if you're yeah, getting, but you're the, you'll be on the main card, so you'll be fine. Yeah, you'll be seven a.m. Uh, yeah. Then, then lads, I'm going to move into the prelims. Right, uh, Volkan Ozdemir is headlined against Yuri Prokazka, um, but. It's being it's Bruce Buffer's job is safe for the moment. Though. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> Michael Buffer's isn't, but uh, the, the cards. This one's being kicked off with Leonardo Santos versus Roman Bogatov in the lightweight division. Ross, you're saying Leonardo is a young spring chicken waiting to hatch. You know what? Leonardo Dos Santos is actually undefeated in the UFC. He's got six wins and one draw. So, like, Ian probably thinks he should fight for the title next. Uh, <laughs> um, Bogatov is actually uh, undefeated. He's 10 0. Bogatov wants to get this on the ground. Uh, Dos Santos probably wants to keep on the feet. He knocked out Kevin Lee on the feet before. He, he probably was the original person to make the, the uh, chicken dance. Um, but uh, Dos Santos is 40 and he's fought. I think those six times uh, I was going back the whole way to 2014. So he only fights once a year on average. So uh, and he always wins. So I'm going to go for the Santos to get the job done here. Ross is going for the 40 year old Leonardo Santos. Uh, Ian, what about yourself? I don't know, man. Um, it's tough one. I mean, I I agree with you. I understand what you're saying. He he takes his fights well, and I mean. If it goes to ground, he's going to want to scramble back up ASAP. I don't, I don't think he wants to be involved with that. But I, I'd, I'd probably go with him as well by a, 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 a maybe a split decision. Maybe. I think it's going to be close. But a win's a win. Win's a win. <laughs> I don't care how I win. If I win, I win. And that's it. 
if it, it it doesn't matter if you want to run it back because it was controversial, that's fine with me. But I won. That's it. That's all I care about. Uh, lads, I'll agree with you because I want to start off not feeling left out. Uh, <laughs> Macwan Amirakani is taking on Danny Henry in the featherweight division. Uh, Macwan does actually train with SPG Ireland, but it doesn't seem like John Cabin is going is gone over to Abu Dhabi. And then uh, Europe's on Danny Henry. He's taking on Ross. Do you want to kick off this? Yeah, Macwan lost last fight by TKO Shane Burgos. Shane Burgos then went on to have the absolute scrap of a war with Josh Emma. Um, Macwan's obviously more well known for his submission skills, but Danny Henry, uh, he also lost his last fight by decision to Danny Oig. Danny Oig then went on to be Edson Barboza, so no messing mm. there. Um, I think this one's going to more play out on the ground. Uh, if I had to pick who I thought was going to win, I think Macwan's slightly better on the ground, so I'm going to go for him. But Danny Henry does have uh, a win over one of Macwan's teammates, Aquan Dawadu. So it could be a bit bad blow going into this. We'll see at the face off. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Henry. Um I just I just think he's he's a solid fighter. I think like he fought if you look at the like the last couple of people he fought, they've been they've been very well rounded fighters. He's doing well against all of them and I just think I just think if he goes in there with the right game plan and maybe doesn't have to fight go to the ground and kind of controls it on the feet. I think he could he could easily win with a, a nice handed decision. But look, who knows what's happening in the fight and he could get taken down early in the first round and be putting a guillotine or a made scramble or something. So who knows? But I, I'm probably going to go for Henry to win by uh, decision. All right. Uh, I'll go on Macron just purely because I'm biased but towards people that I've been around and talked to. Uh, also, Baz, do you remember that, do you remember that time we were on Finland TV talking about that's actually true. You've <laughs> been from strange places, man. Uh, then in, in the welterweight division, aka the Ian Gary division, uh, Eloy Dos Santos has taken Muslim Salikov. Uh, Ian, this is your division. Do you want to take it away? Um, so I'll give you a funny one. I haven't actually looked into this because, I mean, when I'm looking at the welterweights in the card, they're not even they're, they're nowhere near where I want to look at the top of the table. But um. From what I know of the lads and what I've seen of them, they're both solid fighters, and I just think it's going to be a dog fight. I, I think it's—I I didn't really have a choice on it. I didn't know enough of both lads. I didn't—I didn't like when I looked at them. There wasn't so much. I mean, Ross will probably give you all the details now, but I just—it wouldn't be one of the ones where I'd be going in there if I was betting on it. I wouldn't—I wouldn't pick this fight. I'll—I'll right, I'll, I'll sell you the fight, Ian, and then you give me a pick. How does that sound? Huh? I'll sell you the fight, and then you give me a pick, right? Yeah. Right. Go on. <laughs> so Ezekiel De Santos is actually eight and one in or seven and one in his last eight fights. Wins over Kinchenko, Curtis Melinder, Max Griffin, Lyman Good. So not too bad. And then Muslim Salikov is one of his last three fights in the UFC. But the real thing here is um Salikov is I think sixteen and two. And I think he's got twelve finishes. And DeSantos has twenty two wins and he's got fourteen finishes. Both by K, both those finish rates are by KO. So this was going on the feet. I like the Santos. He chose, chose a few spinning back fists and stuff like that. So he's going to be my pick, the Brazilian, to get the W here. Uh, maybe I'm picking against all the Russians. Who knows? <laughs> well, just just purely because you went for the Brazilian, I'm going for the Russian. Um, now, I, when I was looking at it, I just didn't see that much. I didn't, I didn't know, and it wouldn't be a fight that if I was betting on or if I was watching it, I'd pick it. It'd be one that I'd just sit back and enjoy and watch the um, 
watch the fight take place. I mean, sometimes there is fights like that. I mean, there's, there's a couple later on in the main event that I wouldn't want to pick, but purely for the sake of it being such a big card, I'm going to have to make a choice. But if I was if I was in this position, I wouldn't I wouldn't pick a, a winner for this fight. I'd just sit back and enjoy and watch the scrambles and watch the, uh, the fight take place. Yeah, I'll, I'll just purely because I know and I've seen that Santos fight before. I'm just I'm gonna pick that, but I'll piggyback on what Ian said. I wouldn't be betting my uh, last five euro on it. Uh, exactly. Then, then headline in the prelims is Volkan Ozdemir against Yuri Prokazka. Oh, I'm terrible at this name. Uh, yeah. Ross, what you make of this in the light heavyweight division? As far as I'm aware, this is a promotional debut for uh, we'll call him Yuri. Uh, I did look into him, and in his last two fights, he's knocked out C.B. Dalloway and Fabio Maldonado in the first round. Now, Fabio Maldonado has a head like a brick. He's a very hard man to knock out. Uh, sure, he, he brought Fedor the whole three rounds. So, uh, that sort of tells you where this guy's at. Volkan sort of, sort, of, sort of can beat anyone who's not in the top five. That's the way it seems to be. Uh, his losses, I think, are to like Daniel Cormier. Um, Anthony Smith, I think maybe uh, Gustafsson as well. So it seems to be when you know, the pressure's on Volkan, he doesn't actually quite do it. Uh, he'd be uh, Rekic in his last fight who knocked out Jimmy Manowan. I, I was very high on Rekic and then Volkan got the job done there. But look, this Czech Republican fella has 26 wins, 23 by knockout. I'm not going against someone with that record. And Volkan likes, likes to bang, so I think this one's going to play out on the feet. Also, the Czech Republican fellow is six foot four, and Volkan's only six foot, so there should be a good reach advantage there as well. So you're going with your contender. This guy could be a contender. I'm going for the Czech Republican. I want to see someone new. Yeah, no, I. So here's my problem with this fight, and it's not it's not a bad thing. It's just when I'm making the choice of who's going to win. We've seen Volkan Ozdemir in the UFC for a number of fights and we've seen him perform very well we've seen him lose that's not a bad it's not a bad thing do you know what I mean losses happen in careers they make fighters they break fighters it happens I'm not getting into this conversation and we're not delving into it before I I start on it but Risen is not the UFC the fighters in Risen are not the fighters of the caliber in the UFC so Purely on that note, as much as I would like to see this new fella come in and and be a, a top class contender, I want to see that. I'm going to say with the safe bet, I'm going to go Ozmir purely because he's shown how good he is. He's he's shown he's kind of a gatekeeper to the top five, and he's you have to like you beat him, you can get one of the the top contenders. And I think that, yeah, I just think it's very it, it'd be very difficult for for someone to come in and, and compete with that top top flight competition in that division. But if you can, look, come here, light heavyweight, one smack ends it all. Do you know what I mean? They're all so big and they hit so hard that uh, anyone can knock anyone out. And as you said, this one's got a rake and knock out. So purely just for the sake of I've seen him perform so well. I've seen him in the cage. I've seen him do well against all these top-level opponents. I'm going to go for Volkan and um, to upset kind of the, the debut. 
I'll be, I'll be interested to see what way the betting lines go in this fight as well, whether uh, this new guy yeah. with all the knockouts would be the favour uh, versus Volkan. Also, I think I said Volkan fought Gustin, but actually meant Dominic Reyes. He lost a split decision there, but most people he actually did, thought Volkan uh, won. And exa- that, that's exactly what I mean. Like you're, you're looking at the competition he's fought already. I mean, he's fought such good opponents that this guy, obviously he's a threat, but... Um, yeah, I, I just, I'm just going with the safe bet on Volcan. But if I were, I'm just going to say this if anyone wants to bet on this fight, Basno's bet is definitely going to get the bang for your book if you win, if you go with, if you win for uh, Basno, or for Ross's bet, sorry. Yeah, Basno, yeah, I was kick there. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to agree with Ian. Like, uh, I haven't seen you. And then, and then, uh, and, then <laughs> and then I've seen Volcan, so it's like, but like obviously this that, that one either. Like, you know, I mean, I'm not gonna put my last five year one either. Uh, I think realistically, you know, the, this is like betting like if River Play came over from Argentina and played, I don't know, Arsenal, you'd be like, who thinks gonna win? It's like, oh, well, I know they play good football in Argentina. No, that's how you know, play. No, that's not right. That, you know what it's like? That's like saying, right, is. If, if Messi came over to the Premier League where it's a bit more aggressive and the, there's a lot more top-level teams in the Premier League, is he going to be as good as he was with Barca in, in the La Liga? Because, yeah, there's a lot of good teams. You've got the, the Madrids, you've got Atletico, you've got Barca, you know what I mean? You've got all these good clubs, but then you've got a lot of clubs that aren't up to that level. Whereas when you go to the Premier League, all the clubs like in the top top half of the, of the well, basically everyone is kind of solid and mm. good. But like you've got a lot more top level teams in the in the yeah. in the Premier League than you would. So would Messi perform as good over there as he could? Try it. Yeah, for ahead. Yeah. So basically, there's more like if Messi was to go to the Premier League, there's a lot more top level competition than there is in the Liga. Not that they're not good and they're not good fighters. We're saying because we're comparing the Liga to Risen. But you're talking about just a different division where all the top-level opponents are just a bit better and they're a bit better. Like, even even their, their teams they come from are more are better run. They're, they're like, their head coaches are more knowledgeable. Look, this is all, like, hearsay, but that's my, my aspect on it. I think Volkan's proved it in the top organization in the world against some of the best fighters on the planet. And that, I think it's just a safe bet to bet on him as, and, and upset this guy. But this guy comes in and beats him, which he very well can do, goes straight to the top of the uh, top of the division. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. fair. Really fair. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, exactly. I also think Messi wouldn't do as well in the Premier League now either, but also he's, exactly. 30, he's 33 now as well, so it doesn't really... It's... Big Virgil has him in his back pocket. But... <laughs> So lads, we're on to the main card. UC two fifty one. I'm fucking excited. I'm sure you two lads is, are as well. And whoever's watching right now, make sure to like, make sure to subscribe, and let us know who you think is going to win this weekend because uh, it's all going down right now. Uh, it is being headlined by Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal. If you haven't seen by the thumbnail or if you haven't watched the whole entire video, but uh, lads, kicking off the card is Amanda Ribas taking on Paige Van Zandt. Ross, our mate Paige Van Zandt is is this their last fight in their contract? What do you expect from this fight, Ross? Yeah, I, I think Paige is one foot out, out the cage. And Amanda Rebass is looking to make her big name off poor little Paige. Uh, I really like Rebass in this fight. In fairness, she fought recently enough. She fought in March. She fought in that Kevin Lee uh, versus Charles Oliveira card. And she won there. Her only loss, I think, was to 
Pollyanna Viana, I think, and she was only 21 at the time. So she was a lot younger in her career. Uh, I like her to get the job done against Paige Manzant here. Uh, big fan of Paige. Lovely person. Friend of ours, but I don't think uh, she's going to get the job done on this occasion. Yeah. I disagree. I think Paige Manzant has a lot, a lot to make off this fight. Um, she's openly come out and said, talked about wanting to explore the the kind of uh, free market and see see what um the, the free agent market and she wants to see what other companies think she's worth and stuff like that. So I think if she finishes on a loss, it's not going to look good for us. And I know she's dropped all her sponsors for this fight. I know she's solely just concentrated on 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 getting the job done, and I think that sells a lot. And if I was in her position, I think Paige has a lot more to gain from this fight with a win than her opponent does. So I, I, I'm going to go out there. And she's, and she's extremely tough. Like, uh, I, I, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say Paige is going to win. And I, I think it's just purely because of going forward in the rest of her life, this is such a big fight for her because it could, it could be the... The money maker. This could be this. This fight could give her the, the the money she wants now and the contract going forward for another five fight, a fight contract, whatever she gets. So I think if she loses, she loses a lot of her um her bargaining power. So yeah. Uh, to be honest, lads, I I think she's one foot out the door. Just looking at her previous interviews, this and the other. Obviously, Austin, like our mate Ross, he fights in Bellator. I think that's where Paige is going to go next. I don't, I don't like. I know she obviously loves fighting, but I, I think she loves what she does outside the cage more and the opportunity she gets. Um, I think Dana is hoping Rebas will win this, and uh, I think Rebas will win it as well. But like, obviously, I want Paige to win. <laughs> yeah, so I think that Dana wants Rebas to win, but I think Rebas will win, but I want Paige to win. Yes. Yeah. I think I think we all want Paige to win. Yeah. Also, she is so good looking in real life as well. You're actually sort of like <laughs> you're, it's, it's you're actually like what is got like oh she's gorgeous. And then like Austin that, and Austin as well, he's like such a nice guy as well. They're such a like uh, th- that couple is just it's it's almost like Sage North they're related to Sage Northcutt or something. They're that nice. So uh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shout out Paige as well. I think I think of Austin had it been allowed into the UFC after winning on the Contender Series, Paige would be more committed to the UFC as well. I don't think that has anything to do with it, to be perfectly honest. If, if, like, if you're a nurse and your husband's a doctor, I, like, does that mean you're both going to want to work in the same, in the same hospital? You, you work where, you work where your, your, your job takes you, and that's it, and you work where the... A lot of people, depending on where their career is, they they look for opportunity or they look for money. It's it depends yeah, well, on what stage in your career you're in. I don't think she's in the stage where she wants, where she needs money. I I think she deserves more because of the the power she has behind her and the following she has behind her. Hmm. But she's more. I I don't think Bellator are going to give her as as much as publicity as the UFC will. I know. If you know. Yeah, no, I agree with that. It was just with, with, like obviously she's married to Austin Vanderford, and 
he won in the contender series and uh, we were like right this is his opportunity perfect thing like he's going he's married he was engaged I think then to engaged to her at the time yeah, yeah yeah and it was like right this makes perfect sense they're always looking for some sort of gimmick like uh, Greg Hardy or Dan Hardy Greg Greg Hardy Greg, Greg Hardy and then they, they he just totally didn't even give him a second look it was it was very very strange carry on so I think that all, that could have been what broke the camel's back as well yeah it could have been but look I don't. I don't think. She, I, I think Paige is too smart to let some let let something like that come in a way of her career. I think, like when you look at it, she's she like I know she's annoyed because she. I seen a, a an interview where she was saying she's still on the same contract for like the last four or five years, or whatever, because she's been injured and hasn't fought. But that's life. I think she. This is why I'm saying she has a big fight now ahead of her. She was at Winston. She has all the all the chips in her on her side of the table. So. Yeah. I, that's why I want her to win. I think she deserves some money. I think she is. And, and come here, everyone knows who Paige is. Yeah. And so, this is what you, this, this is just the back of what you said earlier, the way uh, Mike Perry, the way what he's after going and doing. And then you said Volkanovski yeah. writing the kids' book. Look what Paige on that. Santos, any fight week, she's always there dancing, like bringing smiles to people's yeah. faces. I mean, this is like a, this is someone you should be backing more than uh, And you can tell it's real. It's not fake. Like, no, it's not. Fake. Yeah. No, no, it's not. No, she's just a good person. She's just like good vibes. Yeah, she is good vibes. Exactly, yeah. Um, okay, lads. Then we'll move on to the next fight. Uh, Jessica Andrade is taking on Rose Namajunas. This you could say this is a number one contender spot, but these two have previously fought for the title, and Jessica Andrade beat Rose Namajunas for the title last time. Um, Ross, you can. We went first with Ian last time. You should go first in this one. This is a number one contender fight. The winner of this is going to fight Wei Li Zhang uh, in a title fight for the women's strawweight title. Uh, Rose Namajunas is one of the best female mixed martial artists in the world. Uh, her performances back-to-back against Joanna were absolutely spectacular. And her first round against uh, Jessica Andrade was absolutely brilliant as well. She just got, unfortunately, caught in that slam. It was a, it was a bizarre thing to happen. And, you know, very few people have won via slam. You know what I mean? I think the only one that I can really think of is... Uh, Charlie Morgan. Um, yeah, that actually as well. But that was more of a throw, I would say. Yeah, was that a, yeah, was that a bit of a trip? Yeah, still, I think so. I, I'd, still, I'd still count them as the same thing. Oh, though. I suppose a grappling KO. Uh, yeah. yeah. Rampage did it against Ricardo Rona. And then I think <laughs> Gray Maynard did one. I think it was a big takedown slam, but he also knocked himself out, I think, at the same time. So uh, Does that like, make it doubly as good? <laughs> yeah. So, like, it, so basically, the moral of the story is don't be a mong. And yeah, and let someone lift you up is is defend them and don't let, yeah. let don't let someone who isn't full of technique grab a hold of you because they don't know what they're doing. So basically, exactly, yeah. But uh, Jessica, Jessica Drage is a ball in the china shop. Basically, you know what yeah. I mean? She's short, she's stocky, she's powerful. She's a bit of a nightmare to face for anyone. Is she's almost like the Yoel Romero of uh, women, <laughs> as in like. You don't actually want to fight her. You know what I mean? As in, like, she's a scary opponent for anyone to get in there and have to have, have to fight. Do you remember uh, Romero of the strawweight division? <laughs> um, I think it's just your internet, Baza. Yeah, I think it is. Oh, we're, I'm we're back. Uh, um, I do think the blueprint is there to beat Jessica Andrade, and I think Rose had it in the first flight. She just has to make sure she doesn't get caught. So I'm going to go Rose Namajunas via decision. Uh, yeah, I 
I agree with your choice. I'm going to go Rose as well. And I think the reason is, I think Rose is just a better all-around fighter. I think her grappling ability uh, is better. Um, and she is definitely the better striker. Uh, she's faster. Her reactions are better. Um, I think she's technically the, the, the smarter fighter as opposed mm. to Andrade just having, just kind of leaning forward, left hook, just swinging. Um, also, being married to Pat Barry is like being married to yeah. a striking coach. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so lockdown didn't affect her as badly. She's got Trevor Whitman in her corner as well. Like, yeah. who's, who's a, a genius. A, as, as we're seeing, is becoming a, one of the top coaches in the world and um, very fast with, with some of the fighters he's producing. But I just think Rose should Rose was going to win that first fight um, up until the point of that bizarre KO, which, mm. like, Come on, no one, no one would have guessed that. So it, uh, I, I think that she's gonna. And when you look at the two performances she had against Joanna, and then she went out in that first round against Jessica, and she put on a great performance, and then just bit of bit of luck went against her, and she lost. But I think she's gonna come out now with a vengeance and show the world that she deserves the title shot, and she deserves to get that that title back. And I just, I, I think it could be, I think it could be. A late, a late stoppage or a, a, a unanimous decision for Rose. All right, I'm going to go with Rose by decision uh, because I want to see her take on Wei Zhang next because we've already seen Andrade against Wei Zhang. Just uh, sucker for a story, lads. You know, well, in fairness, that only lasted forty seconds, so it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if you had to see it. Yeah, yeah whatever. I, I, I do think. I do think Rose will win just purely on her on her actual technical ability. Um, I think she's an all round better fighter, and then, then the matchup against Zhang suits suits that better. And I actually think she could go in there and beat Zhang. I'm not saying she will, but I, she she definitely could. So it's it, it's it's a nice look thing to look forward to. Exactly. All right, lads, we're going to move into the title fights. There, the first one tonight is for the vacant bantamweight title. Uh, PVN is taking on Jose Aldo. Jose Aldo is. Coming off a loss as well in this fight. Some people say he beat Brian Ross. But uh, Ross, you started the last one, didn't you? So, Ian, do you want to kick off yeah. this bantamweight, the vacant bantamweight title fight between Peter Yan and Jose Aldo? Right. So, I'm in two minds about this, boy. And I, I, I'm, again, what I was saying earlier on with the, um, the Santos fight, I, I, I don't want to make a decision here. But I have to. So, for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with some I'm gonna go with Jose Aldo. Okay. Which is good which is which is a bit of shock even to me because I think I think Peter Yan should be fighting or Peter Yan is amazing. And I think he should he is up there as the number one contender. Him and Aljamain I think should be fighting with his belt. But I don't after seeing Aldo do his first cut down Bantamweight against Marias, and he fought a great fight. And look, the, the judges didn't give it his way, and there's a bit of controversy now of him fighting for the title. I think Marias is is so much more dangerous than than Jan. Uh, he's a, I think he's way more well rounded, and he he poses more threats. I, you know, Jan, you know, you know, Jan's gonna walk you down. You know, he's gonna try and break you. He's gonna he's gonna start off slow. He's gonna come in at you, read you a bit, throw a couple of shots, they'll get get your reads, and then in the second round and third round he's gonna come hard at you. And then the thing about this is 
he's got a four and a five in case it needs to go that long. And I don't know. I, I just think if Jose Aldo goes out there with the right game plan and, and goes at him and doesn't let him dictate the pace and Jose Aldo kind of stays on the outside, picks him apart, I think we could, we could be seeing a nice knee finish here or something. He might just crack him with a knee on the way in when he tries to walk him down and throw a shot. So, and again, this is me getting caught up in a story. I'd love to see Jose Aldo hold the belt again and retire after that. But um, yeah, I, I'm going to go with Aldo and just kind of with, with the fairy tale. I hope, I hope he uh, I hope he wins. Okay, Ross, Ian's going for Aldo. Ian, Ian, I don't mean to be jumping on your bandwagon, but I actually am also picking Aldo for this one, and it's for a slightly different reason. I feel uh, Piotr Jan has been getting all these massive plaudits, but like his best three wins are against John Dodson, Jimmy Riviera, and Uriah Faber. You know what I mean? He hasn't fought a top five man. And, and I must say, like I think Aljamain Sterling, after beating uh, Corey Sandhagen, is actually the uncrowned UFC bantamweight it champion. Kind of, it kind of reminds me of another guy who hasn't fought the best competition, but is still fighting for a title. No, doesn't really. Uh, but <laughs> but um, also, like Marlon Marais and Aljamain Sterling, I think both are probably fairly pissed off that they weren't involved in this title fight. Uh, yeah. Both have a very big claim to do it, especially because in Marais, you know, a win's a win, as Aldo. you say, Ian. he beat Aldo. Uh, so, look, um, I think Aldo has everything to do, do it on the feet. I think his leg kicks are absolutely vicious. And again, he's been to the five, fifth, fourth, fifth round on numerous occasions in his career. And he's fought fighters on Piotr Jan's level or better. And I think it'll be absolutely insane to see Jose Aldo, UFC bantamweight champion. I'd love to see it, yeah. I do. I, everything you said there makes sense. And I, I, do, I agree with what you're saying. I don't think Jan has fought the competition anyway. Well, we're not. It's it's not even close when you look at who Aldo has fought. Mm. But I just think experience is going to play a lot now in this title fight, and this is Jan's first time going five rounds. And can he keep that that pressure? Can he can he pick apart Jose Aldo, who's one of the best fighters to ever grace the UFC? And look, as I've said, I don't really mind who wins this fight. I think both lads have have the potential to win, to win this fight, and if they if if they execute their games well, their game plans well, and they they play smart, but for me, I just would like to see Jose Aldo get that strap and kind of finish his career on a high because I think he deserves it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's for some reason. I think Peter Jan's winning this, you know. Uh, and see, that's a fair argument. Like yeah. this is the thing. Like I, I think him and Aljamain are up the top, and for you to say that is, yeah. Like I mean. Just, just the way, just the way he goes in, he show the, the way he hits people. They actually like bounce back, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like. And then we've obviously seen Jose Aldo get knocked out by Conor McGregor. I, I, I was just like, you know what? I think this is this is going to come in. He's going to smash Aldo. Like, I, I can't see it going beyond the third round. Just from what I'm after seeing recently. But uh, I, I do like the story of Aldo becoming the champion of both divisions. And uh, I do think he beat Marlon Marais, but just this, just wondered about. And you know what? He might, he might bring the King of Cringe back. You know that? No, I think I think Volkanovski will do that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, yeah. We'll, okay, we'll obviously get into that, right? I'm gonna go Peter Yan, right? But uh, 
he's just there's something about him that the, the mystique and, and that's, that's, that's fair enough I just think I'm buying into the buying into the experience and the, the fairy tale of and the storyline of wanting Jose Aldo to come back and yeah. win it just purely to, to top off his career with a with a, a good finish well that's why we're all here and that's why people are tuning in to just because obviously you know I mean everyone likes writing the stories but uh, exactly. we're getting to we're getting to the co-main event uh, it is being it is the, the champion on the featherweight division, Alexander Volkanovski, taking on Max Holloway. This is a rematch. Uh, previously, obviously, Alexander Volkanovski won by decision. Um, this one is, should be taken away by Ross. Max Holloway, our very good friend. Uh, Max, uh, this, this one actually breaks my heart a bit, really, because I, I really do think Volkanovski is Holloway's kryptonite. I think his sort of low, stocky build and his strength He's very, very strong in there. Uh, is really what fa- puts him as a favorite against Holloway. Holloway yeah. is death by a thousand cuts. To be honest, oh. it's yeah. Ross, sorry, did you? Can you believe Volkanovski actually previously weighed a hundred pounds heavier? And do you think that? I know it's him? mad. Think that helps it's, him? it's mad to think he was playing NRL in uh, rugby league over in Australia or Aussie rules. One of the two, I can't remember. But uh, it definitely does. He was definitely sort of you know in the training ground with bigger, stronger guys. And it really shows when, like, he gets people up against the cage and he holds them there. He's very hard to get off, get, get them off, yeah. Um, he's, he's beaten Holloway. He's beaten Aldo. Uh, I think he is the best featherweight in the world at the moment. And, look, I would love nothing more than Max Holloway to come back here and reclaim his crown. I just don't see it happen. I'm in the exact same boat as you. I am... Um... Lads, again, I think it's going to be a five-round war. I think it's going to be another decision. I, as much as it pains me to say it, I do think Volkanovski is going to get the win. I think his 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 style is is like you say, it is like a kryptonite to to Holloway. However, when I watched that fight for the first time, when I was sitting there watching it after the, it was very close, I said to myself, Holloway wins the rematch. But obviously the coronavirus, I don't know if he, he said he's done a lot of Zoom calls. I don't know. I don't really care what, what way he's trained. But I, just, <laughs> I don't know how much he's improved. And Eugene Berman said, said it well, or Berman said it. Um, Holloway is going to have to change his whole fundamentals to, fight, to, to beat uh, Volkanovski. And that takes years to do, whereas Volkanovski just has to change up his game plan a little bit. So it's not kind of the exact same game plan going out there, throwing the same shots, the same combos, going playing it the same way. He's going to change a little bit and throw a different a different look at, at uh, Max Holloway. And yeah, I just think basically the ball's in his court and whatever he decides to do in this fight is, is going to take place. And it's going to put, it means Max isn't going to be able to go out there and put his pressure on. I think Max is going to sit back and I think Volkanovski will kind of dominate the fight and, and take the center stage and it'll be at mm. his pace. He'll dictate what happens. And I think that's what Max doesn't need. I think Max needs to go in there and put it to him. I don't think Volkanovski's going to knock mm. him out. Um, Max is one of the best chins in MMA. I mean, that fight with Dustin Poirier, for example, like it's going to be five rounds. It's not going to be, it's not going to be a, a, a one-sided fight, I don't think. I think it's going to be very, very close again. But um, I'd love Max to win. I absolutely love him. But I think Volkanovski is uh, is going to get the job done. 
Yeah, I think Max is going to have to drag that into very deep water to get the job done. But maybe yeah. his best chance, I think, is like a fourth, fifth round TKO because he's good at getting the late stops. He is. Because he doesn't, doesn't give up. Stoppage. And it's a cumulative damage. It's, it, it's, mm. it's not dead. You're knocked out. Like when Connor hits mm. you, you just see people kind of lose like their whole kind of... It's like a Diaz mind. style of boxing. Yeah, it is. It's that. It's that. Pop, pop, bang, and pop, pop, bang, and they they finish with a hard shot. But it's not a. It's not a world beater. It's not. It's not a. a it's not a destroyer. Like it's not when Jeremy Stevens or Connor hits you and just everyone crumbles. Or you see some of the, the like, Francis Ngannou's where they just take the <laughs> head. Like, do you know what I mean? So I don't know. I think I think it's a very interesting fight. And as I said, I think Holloway is the biggest name on the card. I'd love to see him win. I just. Uh, I don't know. I'm Bosmo. Yeah, I'm on this boat as well. Ever since, ever since Max Holloway became Ross's best friend, you know? yeah. But uh, after watching that fight back, it was very, very close. As Ian said, yes, I just felt like every time they got him very close, Volkanovski was just almost a, a little bit tr- like smarter. Like uh, his reach is a lot shorter, so he gets the shots yeah. off quicker. All, even the elbows. I think Volkanovski is obviously like is very he's like very smart as well. As in, like if you're talking to him during the fight. But also being nice after every round, you know what I mean? Like, uh, what's that saying, Ross? When like you're a friend, like kill them with kindness. Kill them with kindness. That's correct. Um, but you could also look at it another way. Holloway's won so many fights in a row that uh, in the featherweight division, obviously, that maybe he could have been complacent because we never really gave Volkanovski a shot in, in their build <laughs> that previous fight. That's the thing. You can look at it both ways. But, uh, but that's like, why it's so interesting. That's why it is so interesting. Mm. But then also, if you look at, since the last fight, Volkanovski said he wanted to fight Holloway. Holloway didn't ask for this fight. Also, Holloway hasn't really been training with people either. I, I just can't see Volkanovski not winning this. But like, obviously, I'd rather Holloway won. But uh, Volkanovski, and then maybe if he get like him versus Henry Cejudo would be would be funny because they're both sort of the same height. Because Volkanovski is obviously very small. Max Holloway's actually nearly six foot. So, oh, side yeah. question, side question for you lads on this, right? Just say Max Holloway and Jose Aldo both win this weekend. How much better will that make Conor McGregor look, knowing that he's beaten both those guys? Lad, right, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say it, I'll say it once, and there's gonna be no argument about this. Anytime someone who fights Conor McGregor, like you look at Aldo, you look at Khabib, you look at anyone. There, well, bar him. All their, <laughs> all, all their stocks go up, and no matter when they fight, more people tune in. And the better they do, the better Connor looks. And it just seems that Connor beat all the guys at the right time. He beat Max nice and early. He beat Aldo kind of towards the end of his career. He beat Alvarez kind of when he reached the top somehow. I just he like Connor's Connor's special. And it just makes him look so much better now if all these lads win. And but to be honest, he is on a different level. And like we all know in that Khabib fight, as much as we like to we like to say, oh that that was the that was the Connor we know. It wasn't. We all know Connor didn't put no, it wasn't. the camp. He should we all know that. And and come here, look, no. there's nothing wrong with that. It's his life decision. If he can sit there and be happy with, with the camp he put in for that fight, then that's up to him. But we know that, that Connor that Connor for the Khabib fight didn't put the same Effort in as Connor did for the the Aldo one fight where he ended up fighting Mendez or the Aldo fight that actually happened then. He wants to make millions. He wants to be the biggest star out there. 
I think he beats Khabib. I mean, but look, that's it, it's a completely different argument. But Connor's a different level, and if both of them win, oh God, love Twitter. Hmm. Okay, lads, we're going to get into the main event, right? As we talked about earlier, it was originally meant to be Gilbert Burns versus Kamaru Usman for the title. Jorge Masvidal's have to step in with Basie on roughly on a week's notice against Kamaru Usman. Uh, I think an interesting way to start this off is Ian. This is obviously you fighting this division. What yes, way? Sir. What way would you fight Kamaru Usman compared to what way would you fight Jorge Masvidal? And then we'll get into the actual fight head to head. Right. So this fight's actually. I, I think this is going to be a great fight. Um. So I'll, I'll say I'll explain it this way, right? I yeah. think I think Usman is going to win this fight, all right? And a couple of reasons. I think Usman is going to win the fight because he's on a tear. He's beaten anyone. He's beaten everyone he's come up against. He's dominated them all. He's when you look at the way he beats Tyron Woodley, then he goes out and he puts a pace, matches the pace of Kobe Covington, and they both just go at it now. Fair enough, they're not the best strikers in the divisions, but they're also two of the best wrestlers in the UFC. So there's no need to get involved with, with, with another high-caliber wrestler for no reason when they feel like they both have an advantage on the feet. Um, so I think Usman is going to win this fight. I think he's got the cardio to last five rounds flat out, more or less. I think he's, his cardio is endless. Um, when we look at Masvidal, Masvidal was tiring a little bit, not much, but a little bit against Diaz, and Diaz was a, is like a punching bag. So, Usman, Usman is going to go for the takedown. He's going to threaten the takedown. He's going to be in your face. He's going to put a pace on you, and you're not going to like it. And the, the, the funny thing about this is, I don't think Jorge gives a shit about that. I think Jorge is going to stand there and go, right, if you want to have a scrap, do you remember those videos of me out out people's back gardens? I don't care what type of way you want to fight. I'm just here to fight. So if I was fighting Usman, I'd bring the fight to him. I wouldn't sit back and let him push the pace. I wouldn't sit back and let him dictate how the fight goes, whether it's striking, whether it's wrestling. I'm in his face and I'm putting my fist through his nose and I want to see his I want to see tears roll down his eyes. I wanna I wanna hurt him. I wanna I want to make sure that he doesn't want to come forward. I want to make him take the back step. I want to stand there. I want to jab the mouth off him so that every time he comes forward, he gets hurt. And I think that if that's if that's how Masvidal is going to attack it, it's a great strategy because if he's not coming forward, you can't take it down. You don't go. You don't shoot for a takedown moving backwards unless you're desperate. So to eliminate a whole aspect of his game, I think Masvidal walks. Masvidal should walk him down. However. I don't think Masvidal is going to get a choice to do that because I think Masvidal is going to end up being on the opposite end of what I just said. I think Usman is going to do that to Masvidal. I think he knows that Masvidal has to get in close and in that boxing range to kind of win the fight and stay there for 25 minutes. So I think Usman's going to go, right, my best way to win this fight is touch him up, make him think, grab a hold of him, get him up against the cage, make it a dog fight, don't make it easy for him, put a pace on him because I can guarantee now, even if they had a, if they both had a full camp, I can guarantee Usman lasts longer than Masvidal, nine times out of ten. So that's that's the way I'm I'm looking at it. If he goes in there and sets a pace and make like and I mean sets a pace for the first three rounds goes at Masvidal and has Masvidal panting and breathing and has him in positions where he can't get his oxygen in 
on the ground, hitting him a couple of shots, going up against Kate, and Masvidal's kind of moving, trying to scramble, can't breathe properly. That's how I feel about it. Huh? You, you, want, you, want, you think Usman's going to Khabib him? I'm not fully Khabib him. I think he needs to do that, though, to, to tire him. I think Khabib, again, Khabib doesn't have the best, the best gas tank. You, you, we see Khabib tiring fights. Uh, Usman doesn't. Usman keeps a solid pace. He can, he can keep going. So I think if he just, if he flows between striking and grappling and, and just controlling the fight, I think that's, that's how he wins it. And I think if he, if he gets complacent and he overlooks kind of, I'm better than you, I'm going to show people this and I'm going to beat you on my feet, I'm going to knock you out. No, just go in there and, and do what you do best. Grab a hold of him, make it, make it a dogfight, make it rough, don't make it pretty. And make him try and make him breathe out his arse. That's what I'd be doing if I was against Master. That's that. That's I don't want to. I don't want to give him. A, I don't want to give him a, 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 any space. I want to be in his face, and I want to eliminate any threat of all those big swings that he throws or the big right hands. I want to be. I want to be close enough to touch him that if I ever feel, if I ever feel worried, I can grab a hold of him and change the whole the whole game. So that's how I would do. I would I would beat both people um, if I was going up against him and. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see, but I think I, I'm fairly confident Usman with the with the the path he's he's just come from, the people he beat, the way he's beat them. I I don't see him losing to uh, Jorge Masvidal. Okay, Ross, um, what do you see happening this Saturday? And also, how? Okay, Ross. So Ian obviously thinks Kamara Usman's going to win. Ross, who do you think wins this weekend? But also, how does Usman get any fans out of this fight? Right, so the DAC is absolutely stacked against Jorge Masvidal. Coming in on six days' notice to fight one of the most dominant welterweights in the history of the UFC in Kamaru Usman. Uh, look, Usman's going to try and use his wrestling. He's already said he's going to ragdoll him. He makes no secret about what he's going to do. It's whether Masvidal can stop or not. Uh, I have to agree with you. Asdal's best way is to fight this fight is probably you know keep him at the end end of his shots with a with a nice long jab. He's definitely the better boxer of the two, so it is it is a possibility that he can get it done that way. Um, and he, he also you know he might try what's called throw that flying knee that he threw against Ben Askren. Maybe not an exact one, but do you remember the knee that Romero threw against um, Chris Weidman when he's coming in on the shots. Uh, they'll have to be clean shots to be honest uh, to get the. Um, look, I really fa- fancy Kamara Usman get the job done here, but I would not be shocked to see Jorge Masvidal walk out with the belt. He seems to be uh, very high on confidence, and I don't know. You know, I don't think I, I don't think uh, Masvidal ever gets tired to the extent where it takes too much effect on skill set. I think he keeps his technique well. Uh, he does have decent jujitsu on the ground, also. Uh, probably won't be good enough to, you know nullify Camaro's wrestling but uh, enough to throw throw a bit of a threat and to you know keep um, Camaro Usman active on the ground so if I had to guess I'd say Usman by decision but I think if Mazal wants to get this job done and wants that new shiny gold belt he's going to have to go out there and try and get it done in the first round or two I think with a, a big heavy shot in terms of Camaro Usman's fan base Basmo how he's going to get more fans I think he needs to go out there, be dominant against um, Masvidal, show he's a far superior mixed martial artist, and then he needs to almost get on the mic afterwards and go, right, I beat that bum, 
I want to fight the division's best. And then he needs to call out either Gilbert Burns or Leon Edwards. And he needs to call a shot. He needs to say someone's name because people don't care. This whole, whoever the UFC wants me to fight next, no one gives a shit about that. Pick a fight with someone, say their name, and get some get people interested in a Kamaru Usman fight. I was actually going to ask you guys, who is the worst draw, Volkanovski or Usman? Because they're two of like the least drawing fighters, I think, uh, or drawn champion in the UFC. Volkanovski. He draws a less. Lot more, a lot more people would know who who Usman is because they've seen him fight the likes of Kyron Woodley and they've seen him fight Kobe Covington. So I would imagine, I would imagine. Just purely mm. off those two, and that that that, that Kobe fight was a big fight, and all. So mm. I would imagine. You know what? I actually think Volkanovski is unlucky that Israel Adesanya exists because otherwise he'd yeah. have the whole of Australia, and New Zealand back them. But they're all yeah. just like, ah, we watch Adesanya instead. And he's the biggest star in the UFC at the moment. I mean, he's the yeah. guy. He's the new Connor. Like he's the new the new shy talker. He's the new. He's the new guy in the block at the moment. But yeah, no, I agree. I everything you said there makes sense. I think. I think. To go at it from the opposite opposite side of the story, though, it'd be some some story if uh, Masada win, if Masada wins. Yeah, definitely, the definitely. Will, will be will be uh, well truly here, like yeah. if he does that. So, um, I could also see I could also see Masada going to the body in this. You know that. Like uh, that uh, that chap looks like he's like built from granite, like like he was literally yeah. carved by the gods. Hit him to the body. Yeah, but, the Roy Liver shot, the Roy Liver shot, take down any man. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And look, it's a great fight. I think. I think. It, mm. I think everything is, as you said, stacked against Masvidal. But I just think that's purely because Usman has done everything to earn, earn the respect of being where he is today, and earn that kind of pedestal he's on by beating everyone and by beating the way he does and doing what he does best and just going out there and and, and suffocating people and making them win. Yeah, uh, question for you. Usman's or sorry, yeah, Masvidal said he has about twenty odd pounds to cut. Obviously, he's got a massive mop of hair and a big beard at the moment. Do you reckon he's going to have to get that trim, just maybe get half pound off? No, I, th- I think Masvidal is going to be all right making weight because he's previously made lightweight, so like welterweight shouldn't be as tough for him. Now, if it was a lightweight, this would be it'd be a different story. I don't think he would have accepted the fight. Um. Who's been making lightweight? You might think. No, no, <laughs> Masvidal. No, Masvidal. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, but like if it was for the uh, the lightweight title, but um, he ain't beating Khabib either. I can tell you that for a fact. <laughs> I know. No, he, la- ain't, he ain't taking that. I know, but lads, <laughs> lads, being fight fans, right? I, I, I'd love nothing more to see Masvidal win this fight. Just the story in itself, uh, just coming in a short notice, just everything about it, and then like obviously everyone wants to see then Masvidal take on Connor for the welterweight title. That would just be like. Like the internet would blow up, lads, because Masvidal wins in I, I agree with you. I agree with you. And do you know what? The, do you know what the funny thing is? That will happen if Masvidal wins. Yeah, I know, but that's it. Will, it will. Be you know what? In, oh, I actually think the blueprint is Masvidal beats Usman. Uh, Gagey beats Khabib. Connor beats Gagey. Masvidal beats Covington, and then they fight for all the belts. And then Nate Diaz goes, I whooped your ass, I'll fight you again. And he comes in and he... <laughs> yeah, then McGregor, McGregor, McGregor's walked around with the BMF belt, the two belts on either way. And then he has like, uh, uh, Dylan Donis there to hold the, the old featherweight belt. And then 
your mate Dylan Thomas, and uh, then uh, what's it called he calls mate the Isaiah for the trilogy. Clear, that, and that that'd be a great way to finish his career then. But uh, yeah, I, 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 look, as as you said, that's a great story. I'd I, I'd love to see it happen. Yeah. Got a sense of of what what could potentially happen in the future but I just don't I don't I don't yeah no that. I wrote down I have Usman to win but like I won't mask it on the win <laughs> yeah no no, no that's, yeah. That's, yeah, so like, but that's like, the thing about fighting like, like we were saying with Paige earlier on we want Paige to win but we don't know if she will we want Holloway to win but we don't think he will sometimes once what, like who you want to win is just purely because of the person they are and so and you kind of take that into consideration that's why it's hard sometimes you have to put that yeah. aside and and think about it but like I, I just don't on, on a martial artist point of view I don't see I don't see Usman losing this fight yeah just let, let, me, let me just wrap this up uh, sorry Ross yeah. uh, if Usman wins who's he fight if Masvidal wins who's he fight and then he'll ask you next I know we sort of covered the Masvidal one but just so we wrap it up I think if Usman wins he fights Leon Edwards next uh, I think Burns I think Burns is going to get put on that back burner sadly and I think if Masvidal wins I think he'll end up fighting Colby Covington next. I think it's probably going to be if Usman wins, it's probably going to be the Colby rematch. I think if Masvidal wins, I I would like to imagine Leon Edwards will get out and say. He wants the shot. He wants the shot. We've had bad blood. There's a storyline there behind it. But um, I would imagine they might give um, Usman a rematch. I, I have no idea. But I, I would like to see Leon Edwards versus Masvidal if, if Masvidal gets the win. If, okay, I think that if Usman wins by a split decision, I think they'll run it back and give Masvidal a full camp because the, the ratings are going to be huge. But if Usman dominates... Maybe they they do Leon Edwards part two, and then if Masvidal wins, like I mean, the Conor McGregor Masvidal would just like that, like that would be amazing for all of us because obviously we'll be the doing a show like, and a build up. That's another Diaz. Yeah, and then the winner, if Conor beats Masvidal, becomes a champ of the welterweight division, he gets he gets a uh, GSPA retirement, and then uh, then like yeah. well, you know what I mean. But like we're running away with the fairies as always, lads. But here, lads, is there anything else to say in the show? Because uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, this is great having Ian on for the pay per view events because. Uh, we all get the vent. Uh, lads, quick, just, just one, la- one last question. Uh, I think all three fights look like they might end up as a decision, the title fights. Which fight do you think is most likely to be finished? Hello, Jan. Uh, Jan to win. KO. Who is one? I'm going to say Masvidal to get the finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Also, sorry. Fire the night, lads. Fire the night, lads. What, what, what's going to be the fire of the night? Oh, I think Aldo. Yeah, yeah. Masvidal and um, Usman. I think it's. I think it's going to be like your. I. I. When I. When I mean he comes out, I mean he's going to come out swinging. And Actually, hold on. Scrap. Uh, scrap my pick. I'm picking that uh, Holloway versus Volkanovski. Max Holloway is always nearly yeah, a fire the night anyway. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not even thinking about that yet. That's going to be the fight tonight. That's going to be a five-round war of them two punching the mouth off. Yes, you're right. Yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to go for Jan Alden. There's something about Peter Jan that I'm just obsessed with, lad. I think it's yeah. like, so good. I think it, yeah. I think it's the same beard, man. 
could be the Russian heritage as well. But uh, lads, here, look, this is absolutely brilliant. Uh, apologies for people who've watched the whole way through and the internet sort of went a couple of times. But I mean, that's what we have to do here, you know, COVID times. But Ian, let us know where we can find you. Obviously, I'm going to put your video at the very, very end to, for people to check out your whole story. But uh, let us know where we can find you or people can find you. Also, do you have a YouTube channel? No, no, I've, I've thought about it, and I, it's something I'm looking into, and I will, I will end up doing it, but, um, I, I yeah, Masvidal has one, he's a superstar. Yeah, you're not a superstar until you're a superstar, so, did you see my tweet a couple of weeks ago? No, I didn't see that one. I said, nobody's a champion until they're a champion, no one's a star until they're a star. Give me a bit of time. Okay, okay. Yeah, the future is bright for this young fella. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, check out Ian Gary on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram because you didn't mention that. Ross, because uh, I'm so good looking. Yeah, he's the he's going to be in the UFC, <laughs> so that's something to follow. Ross, what about yourself? Yeah. Uh, you can follow us uh, on the Android Show basically everywhere. Uh, but if you are watching this video and you did enjoy it, and especially if you think Ian's handsome and the future next <laughs> Irish UFC champion, make sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay energized. Stay energized. <laughs>